Hey, hey, happy day. Sharon Hornelson here. Let's talk about the expression, lock the barn door after the horse is out. I actually love this expression. I grew up with horses. And I've experienced a lot of examples in this in my personal life and in my business life where this saying is just so appropriate and so true. I'm not sure I've used the saying necessarily, but I can sure relate to it. And anything that we can visually relate to is a good thing because we can use it to um, explain situations and encourage people to understand the importance of the reason why we do certain things in our lives and in our businesses. Now, of course, this expression has been around since, well, it's in French in the 1100s and then it appeared in English, but it's, it's appeared in many languages. A similar expression that means, you know, you take precautions and you take, you know, massive action and precautions after a bad event has happened after it's really too late you know you should have made the you should have locked the barn door in the first place you should have done something in the first place but you didn't so then you have to take or you take an action after the fact when you're thinking okay it's kind of too late and it may or may not be successful it may or may not work the precaution that you take it'll of course prevent the thing from happening in the future but <clears throat> you might not get your horse back say you've got a prize horse you lock it you put it in the barn and you forget to lock the door. The next morning you show up and of course the horse is out or stolen. Now, if it just got out, you might get it back. If it's been stolen, chances are it's like a stolen car. You're never gonna see that baby again. So you then install great extensive locks on the barn ensuring and hoping that you know it won't happen in the future because now you're gonna have to go out and buy another horse or buy another car or buy another relationship, whatever. So. How does this apply to our business and growing our businesses? Well, I've been involved in a lot of businesses that didn't, no, I haven't been involved in a lot of business. I have heard of a lot of businesses that didn't do the right thing and had to, after something bad happened, make reparations or repair that. Think of, now I've been in the food industry for a long time, so I use food industry examples a lot. Think of companies that don't label their products properly. Coca-Cola pays and has paid millions and millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars in fines for mislabeling their products. Um, other companies have as well. Now, Coca-Cola is still going strong and will be going strong probably for another hundred years or however long uh, into infinity and beyond, who knows. But mislabeling products is an example of that where they find out then they get caught not doing the right thing and they just pay the fine. Tobacco industry, same thing. Pharmaceutical industry, same thing. They just pay the fines because they know the fines are less than they will make auto industry recall on products. Just thought of that one. Um, they know that it's better to get the product out there and get it out fast and sell a bunch of them, make money in the short term, and then just, you know, recall, pay for the recalls and fix the thing after the fact. And guess what? We keep being caught buying their cars. We keep buying cars from companies that manufacture this way because their whole industry does it and we don't have a lot of other choices as consumers. Food industry examples of, you know, locking the barn door after the horse is out. Think Chipotle. Chipotle has had how many um, health scares and health issues with respect to their products at different locations, yet they're still in business because they keep fixing and trying to fix their systems after these scares happen. Now, I will contend that those things should never happen. People should never get sick from consuming products or services or food that you create as a business owner. This is my personal value and personal 
um, belief. We never ever had anyone, uh, we never had a recall, we never had a safety issue, we never had anything, we never had a violation, nothing. Because to me it wasn't an option. When you're dealing with people's health, it's not an option to um, put them in danger, put them at risk. If I wouldn't do it for myself or my family, I certainly wasn't gonna do it for any of my customers. Not all businesses think that way. I'm gonna suggest that you do if you wanna make sure that you're never finding yourself in a situation where you're having to recover. Because some companies never recover. Think of influencers who have had a, a meltdown on social media these days and they're just gone the next day. I mean, influencers, come, they come and go, right? Famous people come and go. Um, think of famous people who have a drug or an alcohol or um, politicians who have a sexual offense or problems or whatever. Any kind of problem or addiction or habit or challenge that people can have that they, they probably shouldn't have had if they had put some systems in place to make sure that that didn't happen would save political careers, would save marriages, would save businesses because we planned in advance to not have these things happen. It's, you know, it's like we buy insurance up the yin-yang. Now, yeah, we need insurance for if national, natural disasters and things happen, but we buy insurance if fire or flood or whatever things happen. But we also need to have things in place besides just thinking we can buy an insurance policy, we'll get money and everything will be okay. There's other types of contingency plans and things that as business owners, we want to make sure that we put in place. There's other types of habits and behaviors and sticking to our values and our morals that we want to make sure we have in place before we get in relationships with other people. You know, I guess infidelity would be an example of this. Somebody decides that they're going to be faithful in their marriage after they've already cheated and they've broken their spouse's heart. You know, a little too late, right? Doesn't do any good. Now, they might be able to repair that relationship. Most cases, probably not, but they might be able to. Or they'll know next time that that is a behavior that they shouldn't elicit in their next relationship if they want to have a long-term relationship. And maybe they'll change that behavior and fix that. You know, there's so many examples of this in our everyday life and in our businesses that if we just take some precautions, if we decide what's right for us in the first place and what's right for our business and right for our customers, then we won't be having to fix and repair things after the fact. Think of the ability to cut back on customer service if you always do the right thing in the first place. If you empower your employees to be able to help your customers, if you really approach your business with a a servant's mindset and I'm here to help my customers solve their problems not I'm just here to make money and probably if you're listening to me you're not just here to make money but we all want to make money too right it's kind of a balancing act so how have you experienced locking the door after the course has already gotten out share in the comments below because I would love to know if I can help you with this in any way shape or form let me know processes procedures systems are sort of my thing they have been for decades have an amazing day and I will of course be with you tomorrow bye